Hello everyone. I'm Katie. And I'm Chelsea, and this is You Can't Stop Me Loving K-Pop, a proud member of the Geek2Geek Media Network. On this week's episode, we are talking about the temporary girl group, Eyes One. Woo! But before we Woo. get into that, <laughs> Katie, what have you been doing this week in K-Pop? Um, well, it was my birthday, so I went and spent money. (laughs) (laughs) You got a lot of lovely messages from people on Instagram. I did, and I really appreciate it. It was very sweet and kind of everyone, so. Um, but yeah, so I went to the K-pop store and I think this is the problem is if I go there by myself, I'll usually just d- walk into the store, pick some stuff up, drop a hundred bucks and then just walk out. And I may be at the source for like 15 minutes. <laughs> it's so it's so crazy like how fast you can spend money. Yeah. In the like, K-pop store. <laughs> it's, it's so bad because I think I was there like no more than 20 minutes. Mm hmm. And I bought seven albums, so that's a lot of money. I know. It's so. almost like you need to stay 10 minutes longer to be like, okay, what am what did I just put in my hands? What do I need to take out? <laughs> yeah, because what I did was, like, I picked up stuff. Like, I went in there, and I, I wanted to get another version of V's album, right? And then I wanted to see if they had Vanner's album too but then i saw like thank god i'd pre-ordered some stuff because it would have been worse Mm. like because um uh key's album is out right Right. they had it in store but i had pre-ordered it like a couple days before um it came out so like i haven't received it yet but i was also disappointed i was like damn shouldn't have pre-ordered it could have bought it here but it it's better that way probably i mean i still spent the money it just wasn't you know at one time (laughs) Right. Um, so I got, I was like milling around and I saw that they had like completely restocked all of Seventeen's discography. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got, I'm, I only need one more. Nice. Like one more album. Like I don't have all the versions, but I only need one more album to complete their discography my just the korean one i don't have any of the japanese albums but all the korean albums i just need one more so i'm disappointed i didn't buy that last one (laughs) because i didn't know (laughs) i didn't know um but yeah i have everything but one but one album so like when i was i had to redo my photo cards right because Mm -hmm. now i have new photo cards and albums Mm-hmm. to deal with and so i put a placeholder in and like when i was going through the discography and like trying to get them in like album order i realized that i was only missing just one and i was like well son of a <laughs> so i have to figure out what i'm gonna do either just like go buy it or order it because i'm lazy i don't know i haven't decided yet um but I did really like the Vanner album. It's really cute. And it came with like I, a little boat that you could fold. Cute. So it has a little paper boat now. <laughs> That's adorable. Um, And one of the 17 albums came with a standee and it just happens to be Wanu. And he looks, Aww, look how cute he is. Adorable. He's so adorable. Um, Oh, I also got Young K's album. Um, Ooh, nice. and shout out to the people who like to make photo cards that don't fit in anything and young k takes the win for a freaking puzzle piece 
what the fr- let me see turn it to your right more oh that's oh, good oh i see i see it's like a puzzle piece yeah it's and like it's clever huge. but like <laughs> come on young k what the fr- <laughs> it won't fit in my thing so i'm just like bruh but oh, i'll have to get you some of the the sheets that are like the whole page for the a5 binder yeah, I have some. I also have ones that are like half? that can f- like the half, the two yeah. half ones. So I can, okay. I have those. So I'll have to deal with that. But I was just like, really? <laughs> I know. Uh, uh, but my seventeen pulls were going on like a theme for oh. some reason. Like I got both of the A two out, like two of the three A two albums. Mm-hmm. two of the versions and both of them had the hoshi polaroid both of them Ooh, okay i was like all right but i did pull dk a couple of times i pulled mingyu and the only person i don't ever pull is s coops like that's i don't pull him anymore ever typical yeah i was like of course i can always help you trade if you need like especially the the hoshi polaroid or it definitely now because since their discography is just out there people are probably trading like crazy yeah. now um and then you got me a new photo card which is like the cutest um banchan from the i am not album and he's mm-hmm. super cute so now his i little, have- like his little squint smile his little squint smile with like his you know his little side piece sign that he does he's so cute I'm going to frame him because he's that adorable. He can go up on the shelf next to uh, a similar um, Unu photo card and next to Wanu. Perfect. Um, And then, so I had ordered, I've been on the prowl for the Maxident, the, the folder ones, the folder versions. Yes, yes. Those ones. So the ones that are like each individual member, right? And like I literally can't find them anywhere because they're always sold out or if they do have any, it's all the members I already have. Um, So I was just like poking around on the K-Pop USA website and they had a bunch of them. So I ordered Felix, Hyunjin, and Ian, which were three people I didn't have. And then I only need one more and Chen is sold out. So, damn. Of course. And then I realized I was only missing one of the five star digi packs, mm. which is Han. So I ordered him, except they didn't send me that album. They sent me the Maxident Han one. And I was like, damn it. <laughs> Do you have to send it back then? Or Yeah, so I messaged them. Their customer service was really good. Um, I sent them an email first and they were like, no problem. Just fill out the like uh, claim form that they have on their website. So I filled it out and then they emailed me back pretty quickly and they were like, here are your two options. Either keep the album that they sent me and then if I purchase anything else, they'll send me a free photo card. And I'm like, mm, that's not really what I want, but I appreciate no. the gesture. Or I can send back the album that I have mm-hmm. and they'll send me the one I actually ordered. Hmm. Okay. I so, picked that one probably. That's the one I went with. I said I would send it back to them because the store turns out it's the one I went to in Las Vegas. That's the one. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, so I'm going to go, I'm going to send it back. And then they gave me, they ended up giving me a free photo card in my pack. And it, of course, it's freaking, it's Lino. Oh, cute. It's Christmas evil. <laughs> yeah, this came in the, this is like my free, my oh, freebie. freebie. But it's like a legitimate, it's like the Christmas evil, like, uh, pre-order benefit card. Awesome. But I have like all these extra Lino photo cards now that like I just got sent from like different orders. I was like, okay, thank you. That's awesome. I was like, but I have all of those photo cards, but I'm like, oh, I'll just keep them because I have one of like Lino with the flower. I put him in. I swapped out Bonchan for Lino in the thing you oh, gave me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's him with the flower. Cute. So I'm going to keep that one. I might put that one in my purse. Oh, I have like an extra one because he's actually on my pin board currently. But yeah, that's that's what I did. So exciting. (laughs) What about you? Uh, Well, we hung out for your birthday. And even though it was not my birthday, you gifted me. No, I'm just kidding. I gave you so much stuff yesterday. (laughs) You did. Um, I had bought Everglow albums from you when you were in Vegas at the K-pop store. I was like, do they have them there? You were like, yep. And I'm all Venmoing you now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, And you you picked perfect albums because each one had uh, my bias in them. And I have two biases in Everglow. So I got one photo card of each bias. Oh, you're welcome. Perfect. Um... That was really exciting. And then L's Up, the Queendom Puzzle yeah. temporary group, uh, had their debut. And I've been watching a lot of their comeback stages and fun stuff like that, as well as Keys. I've been loving a lot of Keys because people are like, he made this for the 30-year-old corporate girlies. That he knows his fan base. <laughs> he does know his fan base. We are the 30-year-old corporate girlies loving the shiny and just like it's like other groups sing about their first love while keys <laughs> singing about the stuff we really connect with being stuck in the office like exactly. for real though <laughs> my favorite was that video where it was like the last minute of work and he's like packing his shit up and like like just dipping right at six o'clock <laughs> It's my guy right there. And like someone was trying to ask him a question and he just like closes like, the laptop. He was like, yeah, no, was like, it's no, clock no, out. No, no, no. <laughs> it's clock out time. Exactly. I loved it. Um, And then BB Girls put out a special music video for Lemonade, which was their B-side album. And it was very summery and it was filmed really, really well. Um, Super high quality. A lot of like close up shots and um it was just really pretty and it was nice to get more content from them so that was a lot of fun uh but that's really that's really it for me it's just been a lot of like keeping up with music that's been coming out and stuff like that um the thing that i've really had to keep up with is the freaking news so let's jump into this week in k-pop uh we started off the week strong with a bunch of wins at the VMAs for K-pop including Stray Kids winning best K-pop award. Congrats to Stray Kids. It was super cool. Um and then TXT also won a VMA for best push performance for Sugar Rush Ride. JK won the VMA for Song of the Summer for 7. Thank you for adding those in by the way. You're welcome. <laughs> um And then Red Velvet is to make a comeback with a third full-length album in November, which was literally announced, I think, like, 
two hours ago, which is a kind of a big deal because Red Velvet's Irene has been rumored to not be renewing her contract with SM. It's still a rumor at this point, but it had a lot of people scared. People were like, oh, no, <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're going to be like losing some hard hitting third gen girlies. But uh, nothing's been announced in terms of that yet so at the very least we get this third full-length album maybe it's their last one maybe they'll go out with a bang maybe this is just one of more to come we'll see uh chu idols yuki and billy's tsuki is to team up for a new web variety show called star girl produced by lgu plus's studio x plus u why do they have to make these names so confusing? <laughs> they're just letters and they're just it- letters and symbols uh but this totally makes sense i feel like these these three girls have worked a lot together so i'm excited to see that Itsy's Leah sadly is taking a prolonged rest due to health concerns. I mean, good for her to take the rest because she's been kind of dipping in and out of promotions lately. She's got some like really bad, bad neck pain that she's oh, been man. going through like at KCON. Like I think she almost walked off the stage at one point, but then she came back. Jeez. Um, so I hope she gets the rest that she needs and heals up. Twice as Young will be participating on coco and claire sexy deluxe edition album with a remix of the song pop star so very interested to see that fnc entertainment announces that sf9 will continue as eight members without roan i'm so upset but like it kind it, it kind of makes sense like a lot of people were saying like ever since his injury in 2020 he just hasn't like been the same in terms of his health for yeah you know the shows and like he's been obviously very very busy acting so i'm not surprised but i'm like oh no (laughs) i know i know one of my biases is leaving the group i was like people are really upset but it's just like it's not surprising. It's, it's it's probably for the better of SF9. It I think it is. So like I mean SF9 isn't really doing a lot because half of their group is gone currently, mm-hmm. right? Like in the military. Um but also like Roon has been doing a lot of acting. Like he's actively in two shows that are on Netflix right now for um 2K dramas. So well, one's just a cameo, but yeah. Yeah, but I mean, like, he's been doing a lot of of acting, so for him to choose to want to pursue and focus on his acting is Mm -hmm. not surprising. Exactly, and especially, like, if he's not, you know, fully over his injury or he feels like maybe it's just not worth the risk to push, um, it might just be for the better of the group. So the rest of the eight members have renewed their contracts uh, so we look forward to more promotions from them. Mm-hmm. Uh, NCT 127's fifth full album fact check teaser images have been floating around and they looked real cool. I need NCT just like in general to chill because the videos <laughs> of their concert yeah. is a lot. Especially just like all of the wavy stuff and Jaehyun. Like chill, please. For the love of just... Let a girl breathe, please. 
Slow Dancing by V from BTS debuts at number 51 on this week's Hot 100. Uh, and it is his third third and highest charting solo entry. So congrats, congrats to V. Can't speak right now. Uh, Lightsome reportedly is to set is set to make their comeback in October. We look forward to that. Dream Note will be o- the opening act for Bam Bam's Arena 52 concert in Manila on September 22nd. That's kind of cool. Um, I don't know who Dream Note is. I, I think they're a girl group. Oh, okay. Uh, BTS's Jungkook uh, decided to do a thing with Vogue Korea and just murder us all. <laughs> It was a lot. It's still a lot. Like, all the photos that keep coming out, it's just, like, a difference between, like, when him and, like, the Christmassy-looking sweater were like, oh, Hallmark, Hallmark boyfriend. And then you have, oh, high school punk band saw you at the Viper Room at, you know, Whiskey-A-Go-Go. <laughs> it's a lot. It's boyfriend. A lot. <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot. He looks great. Mm-hmm. Uh XG is to headline Billboard's The Stage at South by Southwest Sydney, which is a huge thing. I think that's amazing. Uh, Why by Boy Next Door debuts at number 162 on the Billboard 200. Wow. That's so cool. Congratulations to them. They're brand new. I know. Honestly, I was was really like, holy crap. That's a high. Like, it's obviously, like, not high on the 200, but that's really high for like a brand new k-pop group to get yeah they're just like a freshly i mean they're not like they didn't just debut it's been a couple months it's been a little bit but like it's still so cool yeah yeah um jay from boys planet who we both really liked is apparently going to make a debut under fm entertainment during october some people were saying they weren't sure if it was a solo debut or if it was just that he had an exclusive contract with them because he's supposedly supposed to be in that new, like, It's supposed like, to be, like, a month. Oh, yeah. So it's just, like, there's so much weird stuff going on with FM Entertainment currently because, like, Jay was part of Mont Arena. Like, mm. that's what he's a part of. And but now he's gonna debut with that same group right under Jellyfish that's mm-hmm. with um with Keita, right? Yeah. From Cypher. And it's really just a weird thing. And then like FM Entertainment like kicked somebody out of their company too recently. And like it's just been drama. It's been a lot of drama. And it was like really I have never in my life, on a side note, I have never, in all of the times that we've seen, like, messages from companies, have I seen such an aggressive message that was posted by the company that was about a member that got removed from their company? Was this the one? It's like Boham, I think. Oh, okay. Him, the, the... He's like he's been with the company for a while. He was also part of Mont Arena. Him and Jay did a song together, or were supposed to like tour together or something. Mm. And then stuff just happened. But he like got his can contract like canceled and like removed. Like the only other time I've seen a super aggressive message was from IPQ about what Spire was doing. Gotcha, gotcha. To oh, uh, Omega X, so. Uh, Key confirms in a recent interview that all shiny members have renewed contracts with SM 
for the third time. Um, happy about that because I obviously we want shiny together. Uh, I hope they got some more things in their contract renewal. <laughs> I hope so. They're on. Um, so Weavers has now has a partnership with SM. Mm-hmm. So all of the SM artists are now part of Weavers, and did I immediately join Shinies and Wavies? Of course I did. And shout out to Weavers for making the shiny one. They put all five members there. Excellent. It was very sweet. People were very emotional about it, and it's understandable. Sure. So yeah. So yay. And then sad, sad note to end on, but Sugar <laughs> is leaving for his enlistment period starting September 22nd. Damn. So sad. What is But we'll My- miss him. He's doing civil service. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, I remember seeing that Sugar, like I was, I was laying in bed. And then I was well, I was like reading on my iPad and I saw the notification from Weavers that there was a message and it just because it's usually like it's all in Korean, but then like the person's name is usually in English. So mm-hmm. it was like sugar and I was like, oh, there it is. And I clicked on it and I was like, ah oh, no. <laughs> all the biases uh, are leaving we'll the group him. chat. We'll miss him, but the sooner they go, the faster they'll come back. So I was just telling you that I need BTS to leave for their enlistment so that I can have a break. Exactly. Oh, okay. Well, we are on Patreon, guys, and if you we are currently offering two subscription levels, $1 and $5. Uh for more details on what is included in each tier, please visit patreon.com and search you can't stop me loving K-pop. We also have that single dollar tier available on Spotify for podcasters. And there is a link in our show notes and in our social media bios. So look for more content from us over there. And once again, we are here today to talk about the girl group Eyes One. This has been a group that I really wanted to cover on the podcast for a while just because I love them. I've I've been listening to their music for years and I know a lot of you are fans of them so yeah i've been a casual fan of them following every one of their title tracks pretty much since debut uh but to be honest i literally only knew cheon for the longest time like i could not have told you a single other member's name (laughs) pretty much until uh a lot of the girls started splitting off into their own groups and then i started to follow their careers and become huge fans of at least half of the members like I'm a pretty like big fan of half or more of the members. So, um, but Katie got to actually see them perform at KCON in 2019. So lucky her. I did. Uh, I did get to see them. I included a performance from it for you just so you could like remember. <laughs> That's fine. I wrote so much stuff about it when we get to that video to talk about Perfect. it. <laughs> so let's get to know more about the group. Um, so I'm going to do a lot of reading here. So Eyes One is a girl group formed through the Mnet reality competition show Produce 48, consisting of nine Korean members and three Japanese members. The show was billed as a collaboration between the Korean Produce 101 franchise and the Japanese idol AKB48 group. Out of 96 initial contestants, the final 12 were announced via live television broadcast. Eyes is a 
numeronym. Is that how you say that word? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, For the number 12, an homage to their 12 members, while one implies their unity as a group. And then the asterisk between eyes and one symbolizes the astrological signs of the zodiac. So cute (laughs) bullshit name reasons. (laughs) I mean, it's just, it's so funny when they like, like spell it out like what it really means and you're just like ugh the government name is just so it's cute it's just so cringe you're just like it's adorable it is adorable but <laughs> like yeah what it symbolizes you're like okay all right i get it but <laughs> you're like all right fine i can i can understand fine they're it. so cute we're like all right fine 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 Uh, So let's get to know the members. So I'm going to do it in order of their rankings from the show. So number one ranking was Wan Young, who is our lead dancer, sub-vocalist, sub-rapper, center, and maknae. She is an 04 liner. She trained for a year and two months uh, before Eyes 1, obviously. Uh, She was one of the youngest trainees on Produce 48. She was like 13. No joke. <laughs> she was born in 2004. I graduated from high school in 2005. Yep. <laughs> Kill me now. Wanyan's <laughs> uh, father is a music teacher and asked his students to support his daughter on the show. It's very cute. Um, her nicknames are Born to be Center, Giant Baby, and Giant Makne. Because literally when she went, I think, out on the first little audition bit, they were like, how tall are you? (laughs) I thought it was funny when they asked her, like, how old she was. And Mm -hmm. then they show how tall she was. I was like, wait, she's 14 and 168 centimeters? She's like 171 or 72 now. Jesus. Yeah. Which is not, like, insane. It's like 5'7", which is about how tall I am. But... To think of like how young she was at that height with how skinny she is, I'm like, girl. She was all leg. She's she all legs. leg. Definitely. Um, especially funny considering some of the other members were like under five foot. <laughs> when they had was it her that they had her stand up and have the shortest member stand next to her? I don't even think it was her. I think oh, oh no, okay. it might have been. It might have been her, yeah. Where they they showed the the member that's like four eleven and then her. She was like was a like, whole person taller than her. It was like insane. It was, was hilarious. Um her special talent is her English pronunciation, which I adore. It's so <laughs> cute. Oh. Um, and then she is currently a member of the girl group I've just killing it out there being it girl of the fourth gen. <laughs> uh, number two, we have Sakura Miyawaki. Uh, for some reason, they put the Japanese members where it's the first name first and then the last. I name. think because that's how in Japan, how they do their names yeah, is first last, sense. whereas in Korean, it's, it's last, last name first. first yeah. Uh, so she is our sub-vocalist, sub-rapper, and visual. She is a 98-liner. She trained for six years and 11 months, and she debuted in 2011 as part of the first generation of uh, HKT48, and she was chosen before as center for AKB48. She basically is, like, the face of those 
that Japanese girl group that is super famous and where a lot of these girls came from. Uh huh. Um. She, yeah, she is like mother for them. <laughs> uh, she is a Rev Love, which is a Red Velvet fan, and her bias is Irene. Taste nothing but taste. <laughs> she is nicknamed the father of Eyes One. Uh, <laughs> All right. One of the other one of the other members is the mother. I don't know okay. if she's the father. I don't know what the difference is per se, but uh, and she is currently a member of Source Music Girl Group. Uh, Source Music's girl group, La Seraphim. So we know and love Sakura here a lot from La Seraphim. She would probably be the second member that I would eventually know. Yeah. From, uh, from Eyes One, like going out. Anyway. Okay. Number three, we have Jo Yuri, who is our main vocalist. She is an O one liner. She trained for nine months. And her specialty is her husky voice, which she became known for on Produce 48. She enjoys singing, playing the guitar, keyboard, and drums. And she was an idol school contestant. And that was the, the show where they formed From Us Nine. Uh. So she is very close to all of the members from From Us Nine because, through that show. Uh, in May 2021, it was announced that she signed with Wake One, where she made her official solo debut on October 7th, 2021, with the single Glassy. Next, we have Choi Yena, is our main rapper, lead vocalist, lead dancer, and she's a 99 liner. She trained for three years and five months, and she has an older brother who's an actor and former Speed member, uh, Sungmin. Who she's like actually done live performances with, I think, mm. on music shows and stuff. She is the happy virus of the group, and she is a childhood cancer survivor. She had lymphoma and was told there was no chance of survival, but miraculously recovered. She recovered so she could be a star. <laughs> right. Um, and she is with the company Yua. Yua? Which is the same company that Everglow's under. I can never pronounce the name of that company, but uh, she debuted as a soloist on January 17th, 2022. Next, we have An Yujin, who is our lead vocalist, lead dancer, 03 liner. She trained for one year and four months. Her specialties are in girl, girls, hip hop, and piano. And she is the vitamin of Eyes One. She has appeared in a bunch of music videos prior to debut, as well as a huge commercial campaign for AccuView contact lenses, and is currently a member of the girl group IVE. Next, we have Nako Yabuki, who is sub-vocalist, O-One-Liner. She is the 411 <laughs> little cutie <laughs> um, from Tokyo, Japan, and is under a hkt48 she trained for four years and 10 months she can do ballet uh, she is the best at korean in the japanese line and she was the shortest trainee on produce 48 uh she was also known as the girl who ranked from f to a so clearly she grew a lot within the show so i think wow. she like started as an f grade and dang get it girl grew. yeah it's a huge progress and she's a fan of Twice, and her bias is Geo. And there was a cute little clip, I think, either in the guide or a different guide that I watched, where she met Geo, and you could tell she was like 
trying to keep her cool. And I'm like, girl, same. (laughs) (laughs) If Gio put her arm around me, I'd also be freaking. (laughs) Yes. And then she believes that she was a cat in in her previous life. And I just thought that was cute. So I added that. (laughs) I appreciate that. I also probably was a cat in a previous life. I wish I could be a cat in my next life. (laughs) I wish I could be a cat right now. I wouldn't have to work. No student loans. You know. The dream. Uh, <laughs> next, we have Kwan Unbi, who is the leader, main dancer, lead vocalist. She is a 95 liner. Uh, she debuted in the group Yeah in 2014 and left in November 2014. Uh, her stage name was Kazu. And I put that, so they all have official colors in Eyes One, but the only one that I really wanted to talk about or include was hers because it's such a pretty name it's a shade of purple called embroidered starlight jeez i like like, that i'm like i love that the other ones were like really cutesy and like Uh uh-huh you know play on words and kind of thing but like i just thought embroidered starlight what a name (laughs) that's gorgeous she is the mother of eyes one makes sense she's like the oldest and very mothering uh, she worked as a part-timer in a Paris Baguette franchise, so girl knows work. <laughs> I love Paris Baguette. I love Paris Baguette, exactly. Uh, she was a backup dancer for Lovelies, uh, and she's known for looking like Irene from Red Velvet, and she really admires IU. Who doesn't, Unbi? Who doesn't? <laughs> right? <laughs> Same. Uh, she's currently under the company Woolum Entertainment, and she debuted as a soloist on August 24th, 2021. Next, we have Kan Hewan, who is lead rapper, sub-vocalist, and visual. She is a 99 liner. She trained for nine months, and her nickname is Innocent Rapper. She can play the piano and guitar. She really likes anime, like really likes anime. (laughs) And she is known for her pure and innocent looks. Next, we have... Hitomi Honda, and she is our lead dancer, sub-vocalist, sub-rapper. She's an O-one-liner, trained for four years and two months, is in AKB48's Team B, and her nicknames are Strawberry Princess, Huichan, and Pang Hitomi, which means bread, Hitomi, because she has really like cute round cheeks that look Aww. soft like bread. Uh, In elementary school, she was a cheerleader for four years, and she can do backflips and perform complex routines. Mm, Get it, girl. And last, but, oh, sorry, not last. (laughs) You still have three people left. Oh, Lord. Okay. Kim Chae-won is our lead vocalist, lead dancer, 2000 liner. She trained for 11 months. Her nickname is Angel Chae-won. And many fans think that Chewan looks like the female version of Stray Kids' is Felix. And if you put their photos side by side, it kind of makes sense. <laughs> I mean, they looked like when Felix was so much younger, like mm-hmm. they look exactly the same. Exactly. Uh, she's appeared in Golden Child's Let Me music video. She really admires Taeyeon, which again, don't we all? Don't we all? <laughs> don't we all? Uh, in 2021, Chewan left Willem Entertainment to join Source Music. Along with Sakura, she re-debuted as a member of the girl group, Les Seraphim. 
Next, we have Kim Min-ju, who is our lead rapper, sub-vocalist, and visual with a one-liner. She was a child actress for The Great Seducer, is good at speaking English. Um, in the show, she lacked confidence in the beginning of Produce 48 but w- and was scolded often for it. But around mid-season, she gained what she didn't have, and many people were blown away. She is the best friend of the soloist, Krisha Chu. I hope I... S- said that correctly um and she was featured in her music video like paradise and she was also featured in icons hashtag wyd which is i'm assuming what are you doing (laughs) right yeah uh and she appeared in a web drama called immortal goddess and a movie called the fault is not yours and she is currently still an actress under management soup and last but not least (laughs) For real this time. Lee Taeyeon, who was the only member that I knew <laughs> for the <laughs> longest time. She is main dancer, lead vocalist, lead rapper, uh, 2000 liner. She trained for four years and one month. She is a former JYP Entertainment trainee. She appeared in the show 16, which was the show that created twice, but sadly was eliminated first. Uh, Cheon has two younger sisters, famously Lee Cheryoung from Itzy, who is a year and a half younger than her, and Chaemin, who is th- six years younger than her. Um, Cheon was also a contestant of K-pop star season three, along with her sister. I think she was also in like Street Woman Fighter. Girls done like five competition shows. <laughs> I don't think she's going to do any more after after Queen of Puzzle. She like dipped after the first episode. She's like, nah, <laughs> too many. Uh, she can speak Japanese pretty fluently. And the company that she's under is WM Entertainment. And she debuted as a soloist on October 12th, 2022. Now getting into the group. So exciting. So the group's debut EP, Colors... Uh, was released on October 29th, 2018 with La Vie en Rose and its lead, as its lead single. A debut showcase concert, The Color is... Colors? I can't... Yeah, Colors. Showcon was held in conjunction with the album's release at the Olympic Hall in Seoul, South Korea. Tickets were sold out within one minute. Eyes One's first music program performance aired on November 1st on Mnet's M Countdown, and they garnered their first music program win one week later on M Countdown, 10 days after their official debut, breaking the record for the fastest girl group to receive a music program win at the time. Their debut was considered by Billboard to be one of the best K-pop debuts in 2018. So... We watched La Vion Rose music video as well as their KCON LA performance so that Katie could spark back some memories of when she saw them. <laughs> so what did you think of the music video? Um, I honestly forgot how big Eyes One was until I was watching this and I was like, my God, there's so many of them. <laughs> there really is. Like you think that they're background dancers and then you're like, oh no, it's the it's just the whole group. <laughs> no, there's just twelve of them. There's so many. Um no, it was I really like the music video. Their vocals are so good. Um this video was like really crisp and soft at the same time because mm-hmm. it was clearly had that like kind of like softening 
filter going on yes. but also like the colors and everything like everything was just like real crisp mm-hmm. um i don't know what it was it was very good and then i was trying to figure out who people were which was really hard which was why it was taking me a while because you were like you don't have to watch all of the guide and i was like no i'm really just googling like the name of the song and i'm just putting in people's names to try to figure out who it is i was talking about in here gotcha um because there was a girl with short black hair that i really liked and that was Eugen. oh yeah 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 so i really liked her and then um, there was somebody else that had like really long black hair that was killing the vocals, and that was Unbi. And I was like, "Yeah, Hell of yeah. course it was." <laughs> there was like certain people as it was going through, and I was like, oh, "Of course, that's the one that I like." Is the people <laughs> that I actually like already knew the names of? Mm-hmm. But the two of them really stood out the most for me in this music video. Mm-hmm. Um, Didn't Wan Young look like? A baby. Oh my god, yeah. With her yeah, cute little like pre-puberty cheeks. Like she was they, just she was just so little, like or not little, but like she was just so young looking. She was very young. And I really I just really liked in general, liked the music video. I like how like obviously it's called Lavion Rose, right? Mm-hmm. And so, like, they incorporated all, like, different kinds of roses and stuff. Cause they're like they do like three videos that have to do with flowers mm-hmm so exactly yeah i like they kind of establish their style that they keep with for pretty much their entire run which is classy and elegant yeah um but but like rich in color um so immediately they're just very classy there's a lot of red there i love that they like talk about everything being red and then they have the line i don't want to make it blue i don't know why that's just so satisfying for me (laughs) um i put umbi's part is my favorite the way she just like breaks it down with her vocals is stunning and then i put the choreo is iconic the little like hand behind the back where Mm. they make the little like rose type thing um, I put Cheon doing the breakdown is good as well. Like she does the same part that Umbi does, but mm-hmm. like later in the song and she kills it in her own way. Um, and then I put, I feel like for Sakura being number two, she isn't shown nearly as much as I would have expected her to be. Yeah. Like typically they have the higher ranking people like, you know, more center or shown on camera. Um, but I, but I wonder if it's for other reasons. So, and then we watched the KCON performance. What did you think of that? Um, there was like a dude screaming, but you could like feel it in your soul. Though he was just like, because he was, he was like having a crisis, and you could hear it in his voice because it was like <laughs> that one particular style of scream where someone is like clearly just going through it and they don't know how to deal with it. Like they're too close to their bias. They've always wanted to see them. And like there were some other videos I've seen of stuff like that. Like there was a girl who had did a fan cam of Shadow by 17 and she was clearly a Mingyu bias and was not doing well. <laughs> and I was like, girl, same. But you could hear it in his voice because he was just like, ah, like just in the background. <laughs> it was really funny. Um, but I remember 
going uh going there because this was my first k-con like it was like i had only been in the k-pop scene for like such a short period of time um because like we started listening in like 2018 but like i didn't go to my first k-pop concert until like like earlier that year because this was in july or august Mm -hmm. of 2019 and like i went and saw astro and then I think it was like Astro, Mont, BTS, and then like NCT. Dang. Like it was a lot, like really close together. But like there were groups I didn't know, like people mm-hmm. I'd never heard of before. And like this is my very first time seeing Stray Kids in person, and the very first time I saw Seventeen, and I didn't even know who they were then. Mm-hmm. Um, but the day that Eyes One was performing, everyone in the like in the arena was there for them, pretty much. Yeah. Because it was one of those, like, this is probably the only time anyone in the U.S. will ever get to see them. And so it was a lot like their light stick was literally everywhere. And it was just it was a whole thing. And people were loud. And like you could hear it in the video, too. Like people were cheering a their, lot. Their fan chants were on point because I feel like in the U.S. we don't prioritize fan chance very mm-hmm. like it's not a high priority because it's just not a like it's not a thing that we focus on here at concerts a lot of it is just like because you can hear people singing right mm-hmm. but like also it's just a lot of people having meltdown screaming yes. most of the time so like with like like when we went to KCON, like a lot of it, like you could hear people singing along and you could hear like some fan chants, but most of the time it's just people dying. Yeah, it's just people losing their like, shit. Like just not knowing how to handle themselves. <laughs> um, <laughs> Which is fine. I, it's totally fine. Yeah. I loved that specifically there were a lot of cheers for Unbi and Cheon. Like yeah. people in the comments were like, dang, people in people in LA sure love Unbi and Cheon. Because every time they'd go in the center for their part, the crowd would be like, what? Was Unbi the one that had was wearing the white shirt that had her shoulder showing? I'm pretty sure that was her. I Maybe, might be wrong. Like red tank top over a white shirt? No, maybe that wasn't her. There was one person that was wearing like just a white shirt, but like it was off the shoulder. I was dying over her. I'm not really sure who it was, though. Oh, I'm not sure. Um, and then there's a part of the song where Yena goes like red, but she like does a little like rar as she mm-hmm. does red, <laughs> and it kills me every time. It's just That's adorable. It's just such a subtle thing. Um, okay, on December sixth, Off the Record announced that Eyes One had signed a recording contract with Universal Music Japan's EMI Records label. In preparation for their Japanese debut, which was revealed to be on February 6, 2019. So I didn't include any of their Japanese um, singles because, to be honest, they put out just as many Japanese singles as they did Korean. And this would be a much longer episode. (laughs) Um, But just so you know, they do have a lot of those singles and I recommend you go watch them. On March 9th, English DJ and producer Jonas Blue released a new version of his 2018 hit single, Rise, featuring Eyes One vocals. Um, The group then released their second EP, Heart IZ. Heart heart is? I don't know. Heart heart is? Heart is? 
heart is? I don't know. Well, because um, it's eyes one, right? Like eyes, eyes. Yeah. So heart, eyes. heart, heart eyes. Oh, there you go. Hard eyes. Yeah. So color eyes. Ah, color eyes. Ah, hard eyes. It's all We're, coming together. <laughs> it's all, we love it when a plan comes together. That makes sense. Eyes. Oh, everyone hard in eyes. The car is screaming. <laughs> we got there. Give me lip. Okay. Hard eyes. Uh, on April first, twenty nineteen, <laughs> the EP was certified platinum on October tenth by the KMCA. And it peaked at number six on Billboard World Albums chart. So the song received its first music program win on SBS MTV's The Show on April 19th. So clearly the song did very well. Uh, we watched the Violetta music video. What did you think about Violetta? My first thought was like, I was like, this feels expensive and not not like in the cost of the video itself right. but i just meant like the way they the look essence. the <laughs> essence of it is just expensive like elegance lovely delicate like that's what i was getting yeah from what's it your concept expensive expensive because <laughs> it just i don't know what it was it was like the combination of like the having the softening on it and then like all the colors but also like having all the like you know the expensive chandelier and the jewelry and the mm. you know the the diamonds right like the diamonds exactly. around all the precious stones and like there's all different kinds of flowers right so this video is i feel like this video is supposed to portray them as sort of these like lovely delicate flowers yeah Right is kind of what they were seem like they were going for. And like it makes more sense with like the next video after that because there was like some sort of explanation on the video itself, like in the description section. Oh, I nice. I didn't read that, but <laughs> it's okay. I copy pasted it so I can read it to you when Perf. we get there. Way to way to help me out there. Hey, I I wrote very similar notes. I put the soft colors, elegance, very pretty and femme. Um, I put the chorus is so loud, <laughs> so loud, but the verses are much lower, creating a nice contrast. Mm -hmm. Um, and the pre-chorus builds very nicely. Um, okay. Eyes One embarked on their first headlining tour, Eyes On Me, at the Jamsil Indoor Stadium in Seoul, South Korea. And after tickets for the first two initial dates, June 8th and 9th sold out, Off The Record added an additional concert show on June 7th. On July 6th, the group participated in the annual music festival KCON held at the Madison Square Garden in New York City, and this was their first U.S. performance. Uh, so even though we talked about KCON LA earlier, that's not actually when they performed at KCON, but I just wanted to include yeah. that performance because that. But they performed in New York first, so that's exciting. The group was scheduled to release their first studio album on November 11th. However, the release was postponed due to the Mnet vote manipulation investigation. It was drama when that was going on. There's Mnet and voter manipulation is just like something that like they just can never just... not be intertwined. <laughs> Investigations revealed that the Produce 48 producer An Jun Young had selected the 12 members of Eyes 1 from the top 20 just before the airing of the finale. And as a result, Eyes 1's showcases, promotions, and several guest appearances were canceled or put on hold, which included 
the release of their concert film Eyes on Me, the movie, and their Japanese promotions. On January 6, 2020, the Eyes One members agencies and CGENM, CJENM, I'm struggling today. I was like, those are letters in the alphabet, but not the right ones. <laughs> not the right ones. I'm so sorry. Reached an agreement that the group would resume promotional activities. On February 17th, the group released their first studio album, Bloom Eyes, alongside lead single, Fiesta. And on February 23rd, the album broke the then record for highest first week sales on Hanteo for an album by a girl group selling 356,000 copies. It also became the first album by a girl group to surpass the 300,000 copies mark in Hanteo history. Bloom Eyes was certified platinum by the KMCA on April 9th, selling over 390,000 units in shipments. Bloom Eyes also topped the Oricon Overseas album chart. So I watched another guide that talked about this era, and they said it was almost like the scandal did better for them because obviously it wasn't about them, right? It wasn't like the girls, yeah, like were like they themselves like rigged themselves into the group, but because they they thought like, oh no, we're not going to get eyes one anymore because of the scandal. The fans yeah. were like, we need to make sure this next promotion is even better. So, what did you think of Fiesta? Uh, so I really like this one. Also, it had way more choreo than mm. any of the other ones did that I felt like. It was much, like, this video was much stronger. It had, like, a much stronger feel to it. So the um information that I found about this particular video, it says that, so for Fiesta, it's described as, like, by enduring growing pains and putting effort into their goals, this album represents Eyes One's infinite potential and their diverse talent. It's now time to finally reach their dreams that are beautifully blooming. So, like, the three albums that they released all had to do with, like, a flower series. So, Mm. all three of them. Um, It says, Fiesta, as the name implies, is expressed in a bold and glamorous manner through the image of festivals. I wasn't really getting festivals, but, you know, whatever. (laughs) Um... Depicting Eyes One as a group in their full bloom. If the strong passion of Lavian Rose met with the lovely Violetta um, to express the group's radiant future, Fiesta represents the effort to make their once once dreamed of future into reality. And so, like, when I read that, I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, it makes kind of more sense what's going on. Yeah, that definitely um, does make sense. Because I read it, like, halfway through watching the video, and I was like, oh, so, like, this one didn't incorporate as many flowers because the girls are supposed to represent the flowers that are in full bloom that we've seen throughout the other two videos. Gotcha, gotcha. That makes Uh, sense. Yeah, and, like, I really liked the outfits that they had in this one. So, like, you had everyone was in, like, a different color, so the the outfits were very colorful or very busy because, like, either they were, like, in one solid color or they were in the ones that had, like, all the different kinds of patterns. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the only outfit that they wore in this one that was not that, they had that, like, black and white one Mm -hmm. that they wore for, like, a short period of time in the video, but I thought that was really 
cool. Excuse me. Yeah. Jeez. I like that this had uh, much brighter colors. I put this, this music video had a lot of creative editing. Mm-hmm. Um, and just like the way that they filmed it, like they changed the aspect ratio a bunch. There was a lot of like really nice transitions. Um, and then I put the chorus hits so hard for me. Like, I don't know if you can hear the water droplets in all of the, like, the oh. chaos. There was just, like, these, like, I, like ugh, I can't even mimic the noise. But if you listen really closely, there are these big water droplet sounds mm-hmm. in the chorus. And every time, it's just, like, I feel like I'm dunking my head in water. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, and then I put, they really always kill the choreo. It's always sharp. And... Um, I put the background vocals are absolutely going off in the final chorus. And I was like, benefits of having a big group. <laughs> yeah. Cause they have that a lot for a lot of their, um, final choruses where like, you can hear like three people just going off with the ad libs in the background. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Uh, on June 15th, eyes one released their third EP, Oneric Diary? It's probably Oneric. Aww. Man, I'm screwing up with the English language today. Oneric Diary and its lead single, Secret Story of the Swan. Uh, It was one of the first two albums by a girl group to be certified double platinum by the KMCA, the other one being twice as more and more. So we watched Secret Story of the Swan music video as well as the Studio Choom for reasons. For yes. reasons, given that it's like my favorite thing of all time. <laughs> <laughs> so what did you think of the music video? I really like this one. It was definitely different from the last three that they put out, right? Because this is, they did the flower series and then they were moving on to something different. Um, There was also like a big long explanation for like background information on this, but um, I only translated like a part of it. Um, It's in Korean and I was reading some of it and it seemed really interesting, like what the concept that they were going for, for this. Um, don't ask me what it was because I read it and then immediately forgot what it was. So perfect. <laughs> if you watch the like, music video, you can like it's yeah. in the description section. You just have to like copy paste it into a translator. Gotcha. Um, it actually translated pretty well for like the Google, the Google Translate because usually that one's a little iffy, but it translated really well. So however they wrote it in the Korean, it like translated pretty well. Nice. Um, but I noticed that like. Time in some way, shape, or form plays a role in this. I don't know how, because they were on clocks mm-hmm. or on um like some sort of timepiece through the entire thing. Um, I really liked the part with the wrapping in the vault. There was like in some sort of like vault looking section, and the wrapping just like popped off. It was really good. It does. Um, but then so like. It also seemed like they were trying to do some sort of, like, hypnotizing thing because they had all the pocket watches, but they kept, like, swinging them back and forth. And there was a lot of, like, what looks like people trying to, like, either hypnotizing us or they're getting hypnotized. I don't I don't know. <laughs> Probably hypnotize us. Yeah. So I think part of the concept for this had to do with, like, a fantasy world kind of thing. Like, that's what it was. 
That's the only part that I really remember from the explanation. So it, it looks like they're in space or they're in some sort of like fantasy world because they're like up in space, but then they're also like up in the sky where everything was like pink and like mm-hmm. the sun, the like golden and... hour col- like colors. Yeah. Went up in the clouds and stuff like that. But overall, great song. The choreography, like... <laughs> studio tube video popped off hard it did uh this video like this song i put their best song hands down and if you disagree i'm sorry but you're wrong (laughs) (laughs) i mean this one like so far like my favorite like my top two are lavian rose and this one yeah secret story of the swan yeah it just goes so hard. I've also listened to this song the absolute most because um, mm. it's my favorite. And then I said, I put the makeup artist said all of the glitter. Yes. Like, because <laughs> all of their makeup like has a lot of glitter mm-hmm. and like jewel pieces and like, it's so pretty. Like the makeup artist popped off. I also put Yena's rap goes really hard. Everyone looks 10 out of 10. Amazing. Um, Yuri's high note leading into the dance break with Cheon's water dance to the pause and then the final chorus god damn this song is perfection <laughs> I think we know what her favorite song is everyone it's this it's this um, and then I added the studio chum mm-hmm. again the Trinity and I just watch this like all the time all the like, time. all the time like she's not a girl group person at all but if you play one girl group song, this song will always come up second in her YouTube recommended because YouTube's like, ah, you're listening to the girl groups now. We have to give you this song <laughs> oh my God. because they know that it's her favorite. Um, and we just watched the Studio Tune because it's so good. It's like one of the best Studio Tune performances I've ever seen. So, yeah, I said I wanted you to see the masterpiece that is this choreo. So you like me? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, their synchronization was on point from the very beginning. And also, I like that they, um, because obviously, like, they're not actually, like, they're lip syncing, right, to the song. um, Because uh, because that, the studio tune is focused on dancing and is on vocals. Um, So... But I really liked if you had subtitles on whenever a person would get focused in the center, they'd put their name mm-hmm. with the lyrics. So I was like, oh, I'm going to learn people's names now. And so as it was going through, I was like, oh, of course, the two people I like the most are the two I already do, which was Unbi and um, Chewan. Because mm-hmm. like those two were just killing it. I love the choreography. It was so good. Also, there is like that particular way that in girl groups, like, I swear it's, like, a prerequisite on how to do the perfect hair flip. Oh, yeah. Because they were doing it so well in this particular video with the choreography. Because it's always just, like, this way that they flip their hair over and, like, stare dead into the camera. And I was like, all right, calm down. Well, it's the fact that they can flip their hair and keep it out of their face, which amazes me. Like they're I, just I would never. They're doing a simple like lift and somehow their hair is like in full like span but not hitting their face and I'm like damn, that that's talent. <laughs> that's it's just talent. like I don't know what it is. It just makes 
it elongates their movements so Mm -hmm. much when they're able to like fan their hair out to like its full length as they move yeah it makes it gives it a lot of energy too like it gives their a lot of energy and it it ups the sexy factor like to like like a thousand (laughs) like when we were when we we, when you're seeing idol when um oh god What's her name was doing the dance to Britney Spears? Oh, Shua, yeah. When Shua was doing the dance that, the thing that made that that particular dance like a billion times like harder to just like function while watching was the way that she flipped her hair through the whole thing. You're just like calm down. It's the same <laughs> with this. You just multiply it by 12 and you're like, "Okay." The number one important class for girls when they're training is hairography. <laughs> Dude, seriously, I have questions. Like, like, do they have a hairography class? Like, do they go over that? But also, like, shout I they out practice. Like, oh, I'm sure, I'm sure they do. And like, shout out to like the makeup artists because they're picking the perfect makeup so that their hair doesn't get like stuck on their lipstick or anything or whatever. And the way they, my hair will never ever look that good i know ever i feel that um so i'm glad you liked it because yeah it's <laughs> i like just it just a, a little bit just a little <laughs> bit you know oh just when you bump this song like the producer <laughs> didn't need to go off that hard truly <laughs> i mean maybe they did i mean oh bless them on december 7th eyes one released their fourth ep one reeler slash act four accompanied by its lead single, Panorama. And the EP debuted at number one on the Guyan album chart. So we watched Panorama music video. What did you think of that? Um, I feel like this particular video basically solidified that Eyes One will always be one of the most elegant groups that exists, even though they're not as a group anymore. But yeah. Um. Loved this song. Also was a big fan of the 12 matching black suit dresses that they had going on. Yes. Big fan. Big fan of that. Um, we also got lots of different hair colors in this one, which I loved. Mm. Um, I don't know. This song was really good. Like, they did a great job with it. Um, the music video was very interesting. Um, I was distracted by the clothes more than anything. No, they looked stunning. Um... I put there's much more meaning in this music video. They left mm. a lot of Easter eggs in this for the fans. Um, you can see them holding like a prism at one point, which is a nod to, I think, Violetta. They're holding a lot of prisms in that music video. Mm. There was just like a lot of like items that were from their previous music videos because yeah. I think they probably figured that this would be their last title track. This is it, yeah. So I think they wanted to give a big like goodbye message or like you know a special thank you to the fans i put these yeah. short blonde hair in this is iconic <laughs> their con i was looking at their concept photos for this video and it was like so good so good she because so they good. had this like sort of um like astronomy sailor like reading the stars kind of thing going on for this one. And I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah, Unbi's hair was just like, she looks so good. She I looks put so this good. Era for hair in general is probably my favorite on everyone. Mm. 
because like sakura has like the cherry blossom pink oh yeah um, so good Cheon has like bright red hair like everyone just has like really good hair in this music video it was just yeah. a good era um and i put they're looking at the slides like the picture slides like their memories like i think that's supposed to be what that represents is like them looking back on all the memories um and i put this is probably my second favorite song it's it's honestly really sad right because like these shows give the opportunity for um, people who have been stuck as trainees for a while to be able to compete to really show their stuff and potentially get into a group. But then it's only temporary, right? So like for some, they'll go, they, you know, went off to become soloists. They went off to join other groups. But like Eyes One was one of those groups that was insanely popular at the same level that 101 was. And like, oh, yeah. They were like the, they were competing with like twice like they yeah they were they were selling numbers. It's just it it it's wild to think that as wildly successful as Eyes One was that they didn't decide to keep them as a whole group officially forever. They tried really hard and. They almost got disbanded because, again, of cheating and like this, like this, the cheating stuff happened with X1 and they ended up having to disband. And like, I mean, it made sense why like 101 didn't stay together because all of the groups, all of the people in that group, almost all of the people that were in 101 were part of other groups. So they had mm. to like go back to. They had you know, to de- they were already debuted. They had they had already back. debuted, so they needed to go back to their other group because 101 was used a lot for like really bringing up the popularity of their own group outside of that. Whereas like this has a lot of people that were not none of these people were part of something else. Like very few of them were. Cause like I think the girl, the the girls from Japan, like they were part of Japanese groups there but like all of these other girls like they were very unknown and they just skyrocketed into popularity which obviously is good for their careers now but when you think about it like eyes one was something special Mm -hmm. and like it just ended and it was kind of it's just one of those things where it's like it will never be like that ever again Mm -hmm. so i was reading the the comments when the next video was released people were losing their mind because that video is new the Mm -hmm. one that we watched like it was released like two weeks ago wait which one the dance dance one like did you look at the comments on it no it's not that one's old it's old but also not because it was i think it was re-released Oh, like maybe the the video itself that I put in the playlist. Yeah, because it was under Genius Music. Oh, I see, the, I see, I see. If you read the comments, people were like, oh my god, I thought they were like, this was new. new song. <laughs> <laughs> and no one knew. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, I included it because the other, I think the video on where their other videos have come from, it was only like a minute 30 of it and i was like no she needs to hear the whole song (laughs) that's fine um okay so moving forward on january 26 2021 eyes one released a promotional single titled did a dance (laughs) 
<laughs> for the mobile app universe. Mm-hmm. And so we watched the music video for that. And see, I casted it to my TV, so I wasn't deep in the comments looking at these things. But how did you like the music video? Uh, My first thing was, oh, we're back in space again? (laughs) That's what I said. Nice. Um, And then I was confused because I saw that it was released. So now that I know it's not actually new, because my reaction was also like, oh, my God, this is new. And it's not. Like, all the comments were just people just having a conniption. They were like, I thought this was new. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's, yeah, it was, uh, like, one of the universe music videos that they... Those videos pop off for unnecessary reasons. That's for sure. They were like, we have funny. Um, so there was a, like, I'm still really bad with, like, people knowing who people were. There was somebody with, like, short black hair, and there was so much sass going on, and I didn't know what to do. I'm pretty sure the short black hair is Umbi. It might be. I think it really. I think it was her. And I was like, every time I was like, it's her with all the <laughs> sass every single time. Um, I really like the outfits in this video very, very much. Um, and then I, I put, damn, it's honestly sad that they couldn't be a group forever. To be honest, like that was in my <laughs> notes. Yep. No, I mean, I like this song, especially considering it wasn't a title track. I was yeah. like, this is title track worthy for me. Oh, for real, for real. Um. I put Umbi and her bob is so iconic. I it's very catchy, the like I got you ooh, ooh, like that part. Yeah. Like, love it. Um Cheon's breakdown is very good. Yena said hair. She said hair. Talking about hair flips, she be yeah. she was flipping her blonde hair in this one for sure. Um and I put this is a more grown concept than their other concepts, and I liked it. Mm-hmm. Um I remember when this song came out, I I was this was stuck in my playlist for a while, for sure. Um okay, so on February 11th, the group announced that they would hold their finale online concert, one comma the story. On March 13th and 14th, ahead of their contract expiration in April, the announcement on its extension was not announced yet. On February 15th, 2021, five Eyes1 members, Unbi, Sakura, Minju, Yuri, and Wanyoung participated in the release of a promotional single, Zero Colon Attitude, with singer Soyu, um, who previously trained with the group and produced 48, and rapper PH1. And the song was released in collaboration with Pepsi and Starship Entertainment as part of their Pepsi uh pepsi by starship i'm assuming that's how you pronounce it campaign yeah so we watched this and you know me i love a good ad song (laughs) i don't i was like why the pepsi songs always pop off so hard i would watch commercials all the time in the u.s if they were like this literally literally like uh, so it was, it was so funny. I was I was watching these right before we recorded, and even sitting on his laptop watching a show with his earbuds in, just sitting next to me on the couch, and he goes, "I'm sorry, are you watching a Pepsi ad?" <laughs> <laughs> yes, actually, yes. And I said, "Yeah," and he goes, "On purpose?" And I go, "Yeah, this song's a banger." <laughs> It was a whole ass music video. It was like insane. It's so good. 
I I literally added this song and like to my new comebacks playlist when it came out and it stayed there for a minute because I was like, I got new attitude. <laughs> it's really good. It's a I said it's a whole lot of sexy sass and it's so good. That's what I said. It's so, so good. But yeah, I Soyu was also very good. Poor PH1 had the like the the classic, like, we gotta say all the Pepsi soda related things. So his rap was a little very branded, you know. <laughs> he's still boss. I like him a lot. No, he still did great. Um, but the girls had the catchiest part for sure, and the choreo hit and the, you know, cracking of the Pepsi zero sugar can. <laughs> I was dying over watching them like like they would zoom in on them trying to like open the can, but none of their hands were anywhere close to the top of the can to open it. And I was like, you could at least try it harder. I know. <laughs> it was okay. funny. I was too too distracted by the visuals. I mean, it was a lot of visual. <laughs> um, so then Eyes One's official fan base, Weez One, I'm assuming is how you pronounce it. I I've never said it out loud. <laughs> oh, I would have said Wiz One, but that's probably incorrect. Right. Uh, began an initiative called Parallel Universe on April 21st, 2021, in an attempt to prevent the group's upcoming disbandment. The name Parallel Universe was chosen to pay homage to the song of the same name that was released during the one, the story concert, sorry. The initiative raised basically one... It's one billion. It was one billion won. One billion won. Thank you. Uh, which is equivalent to roughly $900,000 and its funding goal. However, Eyes One disbanded as planned on (laughs) April 29th. That sucks. They raised a billion won for them, and they were like, nope, deuces. They were like, ooh, thank you, but no. (laughs) Um, Please return all the money to the people who gave gave this Right. I mean, I think they they were planning on using it for like, I don't know, to help the girls individually. Or I can't remember what they ended up mm, doing. But I rem- nice. I remember when this was going on, like the fans were campaigning hard to get this group to stay. But I get it. Each individual company of each individual girl had to basically come together and either like release them mm-hmm. to the company or like be contracted out or i don't know it was just too difficult i think to come to a full agreement yeah so on june 19th cj enm confirmed that discussion with the eyes one members agencies was underway to potentially relaunch the group but negotiations ultimately fell through in july and the group's reunion was canceled damn that sucks (sighs) it does suck so that was the beautiful era of eyes one we were lucky to have them we now like they have now gone on to absolutely thrive in all the individual um you know either groups or solo projects that they've done um there's a few members that are doing other things like obviously one is like more of an actress another one i think is into um, her YouTube channel and like emceeing and the Japanese members have gone back and done very well in Japan. Um, we now know a lot of the artists very well in their, you know, like I've obviously La Seraphim, yeah. uh, uh, Yena, Unbi, Yuri, 
Like there's so many of them we now follow individually. So as much as it's sad to see this group go, you know, they had a beautiful time together. Uh, they, they got, you know, wonderful friendships out of it. A lot of them are very close with each other still. And they see each other at music promotions and things like that. So I think, you know, most of them came out of it with a beautiful thing. So we talked about our favorite songs a lot. And I'm assuming you had some members that stood out to you a little bit. <laughs> um, I picked four <laughs> that really stood out to me a lot, which was Yujin, Unbi, Chewan, and Yuri. Nice. Yeah. You like Yuri's yeah. voice? Oh, God. I loved her voice so much. Her voice is crazy good. Like, it's so mature sounding. Yeah, it was it was so good. Like it was it was hard to like even try to make a decision. Like who do I like the most? All of them. <laughs> exactly. You should listen to her solo taxi. It's it's yeah, very good. I think I want to check out some of like cuz I've heard like obviously like Eyes One and La Seraphim. Um I want to listen to the the solos from the other girls that have stuff out. So. Yeah. If you want, we can do a Either an episode or you just listen on your own or it's up to you. I mean, we can always do an episode. I'm down. It makes me listen to stuff. It's helpful. (laughs) All right. Well, I think that's going to wrap up this week's episode of You Can't Stop Me Living K-Pop. The show notes for this episode and every episode can be found on our website, anchor.fm slash loving K-Pop podcast. Feel free to reach out to us via Twitter or Instagram by using the handle at LovingKpopPod. And if you would like to enjoy extra content, please consider subscribing to our Patreon. Just visit Patreon.com and search You Can't Stop Me Loving K-Pop. We also offer a subscription option on Spotify for podcasters. Check out our show notes for more details. You can also email us at LovingKpopPod at gmail.com. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, and basically every other podcast app. And be sure to stay tuned to the end of the episode from a promo from all the shows on the geek to geek Media Network. And don't forget to visit geek to geekmediacom to find out more info on all of our network's podcasts, streamers, and bloggers. And until next time, bye! bye. When toxic culture has you down. When you're just looking to laugh and have fun. Kick back and enjoy watching a video game. Or just make some new friends. It's time to visit the Geek2Geek Media Network. A community of podcasters, streamers, and bloggers. Well, more of a family than a community. All dedicated to geeking out about the things we love. Things like... Video games! Star Wars! Comics! Movies, K-pop, Disney Plus, Keanu. Keanu Reeves, new, or whatever our community decides is the next best thing. That's right. We have a great online community on Slack and Discord where we chat about our weekly geekery with listeners and viewers. And each other. Yep. And each other in real time. And we can't wait for you to join us. So come check us out at geek2geekmedia.com. And escape toxic fandom for something much more... Keanu? Yes. Keanu.